Lawrence Carroll, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. I'm the author of ETFs for the Long Run, Dividend Stocks for Dummies, and a contributor to Forbes.com and Barrett's. Each week on Two Question Tuesday, we randomly pick and answer two questions from clients of Focused Wealth Management. This week's questions will be answered by Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focused Wealth, and Michael Passante, the firm's Director of Financial Planning. How are you this morning? Larry, how are you? How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. How are you guys? Okay, so first question. The Consumer Price Index for August came out this morning saying that inflation is hotter than expected. The index rose one-tenth of a percent from last month instead of the one-tenth of a percent drop analysts expected, and overall, the CPI rose 8.3% versus expectations of a drop of 8% or a drop to 8%. So in the wake of all this, some analysts are expecting an interest rate hike of 100 basis points instead of just 75. And as we can see, the market is falling today on this news. What do you think the Fed will do this month, and how high do you expect the federal funds rate to rise? Well, I think they've been pretty clear in their forecast of, of going 75 beeps. Um, I'd like to see 100. You know, I think that they'd expected uh, to see, you know, a tug of war between goods moderating and services and, and whatnot. And everything went up uh, in this report. This is a really tough report. I mean, this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, the market uh, were up, futures were up a couple hundred points, and now they're down about 550. So you don't want to look at this in a one day context, but we can clearly see a trend. And I, I think if you look historically, it takes time uh, for inflation to back off. And this time is different, right? Like every time, you know, might rhyme, history might rhyme, but every time is also different. So while I don't think this is the inflationary period uh, from, you know, the mid-70s, early 70s to the 80s, um, I really continue to think that this is COVID-related uh, from the pandemic. Um, and I really think that until the world fully reopens, namely China, uh, you know, you're going to have a very tough time, um, you know, getting these numbers down. I mean, the, at the ports, the shipping is starting to get better, right? So supply chain logistics are finally starting to improve. That takes a little bit of time. Um, but this report uh, was, was tough. I would like to see 100 basis points. Yeah, the Fed funds rate will have to go north uh, of 4%, just looking at this simple math. Um, to get inflation rates down from here. Now, the positive things that are going on, though, is that the Fed is taking tough medicine up front. And so the Fed is doing all they can. They're on top of this. By them being on top of this, by them trying to, you know, elongate or continue to push us into this recession, even though this quarter, our third quarter, I don't think will be technically recessionary. I think we've had that already. Maybe we bounce out of recession and then go back into another one. Um, but we'll see about that. But in terms of them getting this in order and, and tackling it, taking it head on and taking the medicine up front, that's a big deal. And markets are still in the middle of this. So they're not looking that too forward yet. But what the Fed is doing is preventing us from going into a stagflationary environment like you saw in the early 70s and, and 80s. And that is big, and that's not being priced in at all. Eventually, once the TEF medicine is taken, and it looks like we need a stronger dose or for a longer period of time, uh, we'll be okay. But this is uh, you know rough sledding in, until that point. And I still maintain supply chains need to reopen, uh, and, and you, know, you, you have to get that under control uh, to continue to push these inflationary pressures down. 
Yeah, I think, and, and we've said this a lot too. So as of right now, 100 basis points is fully priced in to this. I'm sorry, 75 basis 75, points yep. is fully priced in. There's a 100% chance of a 75 basis point hike this year. The people who thought that the Fed was making an incremental dovish, dovish pivot in July and August were completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, the Fed's not really going to pivot until inflation gets south of somewhere to at least five and a half percent. Now, we've said this multiple times too. Shelter had its biggest acceleration within the base effect or year-over-year comps in the last like five or ten years. It was one of the biggest accelerations ever. Housing and food are going to continue to accelerate on the base effects. Those are big components of inflation. That's why we keep saying inflation is going to roll over next year because that's when the comps of the base effects of shelter start to ease. So even though we've seen a drop in some of the uh, ISM manufacturing components, as we talked about last week, uh, even though we've seen it for commodities, even though we've seen housing begin to roll over off the top and we've seen energy prices start to drop. You're only in the early stages of that. Phil, what you said earlier in that it's going to take a little bit of time for these numbers to roll over are 100% accurate because of the way that these inflation numbers are mapped. So it's going to be, you're going to have to wait until realistically next month or next month's number could be hawkish too, even though we've seen energy prices fall into the 80s this month because of the base effects of housing. Yeah. So the people who are talking about inflation rolling over like immediately without understanding that housing and food tailwind component, I mean, I know we've said inflation is going to roll over and we were early on that call too, but simultaneously, you know, we've kind of pivoted a little bit and said it's next year. It's not really going to be this year. So the people that are expecting it to roll over right away are wrong. And also at the same token, the Fed is going to keep raising rates until they do see inflation materially start to roll over. It's a next year thing. It's not a this year thing. Okay, and now for the second question. The unions representing railroad workers are threatening to go on strike this Friday for the first time in 30 years. This is the last thing the U.S. economy needs as it struggles to get over several years of supply chain issues. Do you think this, do you think this will happen and how will it affect the economy? So a lot of times these negotiations go up until the 11th hour, and there's a lot of back and forth discussion amongst it. And these type of things do tend to take place when you have wage pressure and inflation pressure almost anywhere. So I think that this is going to be something that is more commonplace in the environment throughout the course of the next couple of years. It is a real material negative, because if you consider how much oil is actually transported by rail from the Midwest, it's pretty material. Coal, a lot of other energy types of materials are moved mostly by rail. So this is a very inflationary type of uh, issue that we have to work with if this doesn't get resolved. I think that most likely there's going to be a lot of pressure from the government in order to get something like this resolved, especially when you consider how much of the strategic petroleum reserve has been released to try to get inflation down it's very likely that the government probably steps in and tries to throw their hand in this to make sure that there isn't a rail shutdown at this particular point of time, right before the midterm elections, which would be an inflationary type of thing. So I think it's highly likely that something here gets resolved on the labor side. Um, but if, if this is definitely something to keep a close eye on, because unfortunately, if this does manifest and you do have a labor outage within rail, 
Um, transports are going to shut down. It's going to cause the pricing of a lot of things to spike at a time period in which you don't necessarily want it to spike because we just had a really hot inflation number. So I think it's very likely that this gets resolved, but it's definitely worth watching because it does pose intermittent downside risk to you know financial markets, upside for interest rates, and upside for inflation. Say anything, Phil, or are we all done on this one? I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's uh, unfortunate, and this stuff does happen around these weeks, periods. And um, yeah, I would agree with Michael. Okay, well, thanks, guys. That was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we will be back next week.